0: afternoon, listeners, and welcome to this absolutely beautiful Saturday afternoon broadcast of Shooting From the Hip. I'm Jeff Pedro in with Mark Avery, and we're from Sim Trainer, the Dayton area's first indoor range and firearms training center. You can visit us on the web at sim-trainer.com. You can call us at the range at 937-293-3914, or you can stop down and see us. We're located at 2031 Dryden Road in Moraine. I want to...
1: It's been a while since the both of us have been in the studio at the same time.
0: Yes, logistical issues uh, have been working against us, but uh, it's good to be back. We only have a couple more uh, broadcasts before we break for uh, um, fall football, but um, we're we're glad to be here. If you want to get in on today's show, please give us a call here at 937-457-1290, 457-1290, and we'd be more than glad to discuss with you any issues you have. I want to start off today's show by talking about a concern that many people have that just was recently brought up in the news that the... The bill to um, uh, try to get constitutional carry in Ohio is progressing through the legislature very slowly because they're just now coming back into uh, session for the fall. Um, constitutional carry is an issue that is often uh, misunderstood and um, what it what it is and what it isn't is often uh, thrown back and forth as to why I want it, why I don't want it, why it matters, why it doesn't matter. Um, 21 other states have constitutional carry. Um, the current provision or the current language in the law uh, gives um, um, people in Ohio the option to either uh, get a license or to not get a license. And uh, the other provision of this bill that's noteworthy is that it's uh, going to do, uh, do away with the duty to promptly notify uh, law enforcement that you um, are a concealed handgun licensee and that you are carrying at the time you come into contact with, uh, with law enforcement. You would
1: still need to provide that notice if asked is basically the way the change would be. Yes, it's
0: just that you don't have have the obligation to promptly notify. Now, we've talked about that, and uh, again, if you want to call in and debate that issue, I'd be more than glad to have that discussion. Um, I don't think that's as big an issue as a lot of people have made it. I know there have been a few incidents around the state where people have been subjected to what they think were unreasonable uh, detentions and possibly even arrested and charged with uh, failure to immediately notify a law enforcement officer in a situation where for whatever reason, it just didn't come up and they ended up getting arrested. And that's very unfortunate. Uh, but when you look at since uh, 2004, when the initial concealed handgun license law went into effect here in Ohio, there have been so few of those incidents that, uh, most people aren't even aware of them in from jurisdiction to jurisdiction, and now, those
1: that people are aware of are because they got a lot of press, and they got a lot of press because it's so unusual. Absolutely, and as opposed to because it's so common.
0: But but that is a provision of the current uh, constitutional carry bill. The bill's being tabbed as constitutional carry. I'm sure it has a few other elements in it. And I don't. What is the actual name, Mark? Do you have the actual name? Uh, of I'll the get bill? it in a second. But
1: it. it I mean. It, uh, per, as far as I'm concerned, it's not constitutional carry. That would mean we would be able to carry without any kind of other provision. And it just means this is really more accurately permitless carry.
0: Right. And that's bottom line what it comes down to. Now, a couple things there that uh, uh, right off the uh, off the top I want to let you know. If you choose not to get your license and just if the law passes and then just to carry in conjunction with that law, you could not travel outside the state of Ohio because you would not have the ability to uh, have a gun concealed on your person when you travel to other states, whereas if you get your handgun license, you would be able to do so.
1: And that would depend a little bit on the state. Some states have a provision where if you can carry in your home state, you can carry in their state, and they also typically have permitless or constitutional carry uh, but any state that has currently reciprocity with Ohio, most of those you would have to have the Ohio yeah. license in order to be able to and carry. And
0: the problem there would be it's going to make it even more muckier for people <laughs> to decide when they go on vacation if that's they can or they the can't. That's the
1: official Funkin Wagner's definition of more muckier. Exactly. Muckier. It's muckier. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's
0: a con- mud and, and yuck. And I know what mucky. it is. Trust <laughs> me, anybody that has horses knows what muck that's is. That's it. Um, so, anyway, if you have any comments, either way, give us a call here at the studio at 937 457 1290, and we'd be glad to talk with you. Again, not much movement yet because they're just now getting back into session. Um, it is amazing. I, I actually wonder if you counted the days. I wonder if they are off more days than they work, but it's still it's, <laughs> <So cool> there. <laughs> <laughs> but, it's, but it's interesting. It seems like I'm always saying we'll wait until they come back into session to hear what's going on. But uh, God bless them, and I hope they do a good job, and I hope uh, they move in the right direction, at least relative to this particular issue. I wanted to uh, kind of change gears just a little bit. Another article I saw is that a a friend of mine who um, um, I'm just going to call by the name of Dave, uh, he was uh, arrested in the um, uh, Capitol debacle on January 6th, and he was charged with these heinous crimes that I'm about to repeat to you. Um, I just saw this in a news article today, and I was surprised to see it was him, and I'll tell you why in a minute. He was charged with assaulting, resisting, or imp- or impeding certain officers, and abetting. That's charge number one. Number two was civil disorder. Number three, an act of physical violence in the Capitol grounds or or in the buildings, and number five, corruptly obstructing, influencing, impeding an official proceeding. Now, let me tell you a little bit about Dave. Dave is a a, a gentleman. He's a true gentleman. He's a He's a man that I would put in as one of the, the nicest men that I've ever met over my life. I met Dave way back as a young officer with the Kettering Police Department. Uh, Dave is a staunch uh, pro-life advocate, and he would uh, be very prevalent and very present at many of the um, anti-abortion activities that went on throughout the, the Dayton area, particularly uh, one location in the city of Kettering. And I happened to um, come in contact with him in casual conversation at these These matters when I was uh, in in a security function as part of the police department and he was there uh, peacefully protesting and on two occasions um, he had to be arrested. And interestingly enough, on one occasion, I was the person who had to arrest him. He and uh, several of his uh, 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 protesters were up close to the building. They were asked numerous times to get off the property or they'd be charged with a criminal trespass. They said, we understand you have to do that, but we're not moving and so we had to arrest him, and I, I had him get up. He was very peaceful. He got up and put the handcuffs on him. I walked him back. He goes, Jeff, understand, I'm doing my job. You're doing your job. No bad blood. I understand it. We got in the van, and he prayed for me, and I thanked him for that. And We had a very good – from that day forward, we always had a a good relationship. He was a, a very uh, active supporter of the, the local FOPs, and uh, he's just a good man. And uh, I bring that up because um, – we've talked many times about what's going on at the the Capitol and, and there's no doubt in my mind, particularly when I hear about this incident and everything else that's happened recently, the lack of transparency about the release of records and of, of, uh, um, video as to what actually happened, who was arrested, what are the actual charges? It, it just kind of contributes to what we've been talking about for several weeks here. The rule of law, and that's not only under attack, it is, uh, it's it's fallen victim to a tyrannical government that really doesn't care about the rule of law. The Constitution is looked at as a piece of paper that, uh, as far as they're concerned, they would just like to throw it in a fire and burn it and start all over with their own dictates. They see it as getting in the way of what they're trying to do. Exactly, exactly. So it's just another example of uh, uh, what's going on. And, and relative right. to...
1: That, by the way, is why the founders crafted it the way they did, was to get in the way of the government from taking away the rights of the people
0: and yet they look at it as they're looking out for our best interest and there could be nothing further from the truth um they have absolutely promoted the the um uh capital incident as uh nothing more than a an example of white supremacy and the threat to america the great threat to america now think about this i You're all intelligent people. Um, You know what's going on. You know what the threats to this country are. It has nothing to do with that uh, concept of white supremacy. And let me just bring up an example. Frequently, the people who uh, advocate uh, white supremacy being the main problem they currently um, or they often cite Fox News as being the source of misinformation or disinformation. And just last night, I saw something that was very ironic that I wanted to report on. Again, they cite. Fox News is representing white supremacy and giving misinformation, disinformation, and they, and they direct most of that criticism towards Hannity. Last night, Leo Terrell, a black man, was the stand-in host for Hannity. He had as his main guest, Larry Elder, a black man, who is, by the way, running for governor in California to replace hopefully soon-to-be-ousted Gavin Newsom. Um, so there you had two very astute, intelligent, connected black men engaging in a discussion about the issues on the news channel that is cited as being the most uh, exemplary of white supremacy in in this country. Think about this. Those two highly respected individuals, and I will add that uh, Ben Carson and Candace Owens are also regular uh, contributors uh, to this news network. Um, in In my mind, That just shows how crazy they are in making such ridiculous claims. Um, You you take Leo, for example, as recently as probably four years ago, right about the time uh, President Trump got elected, Leo Terrell was uh, uh, pretty much a a pretty staunch uh, liberal and had uh, uh, advocated in that way until, as he says, he saw the swamp activate and had nothing to do with the man but the policies and the procedures that he was advocating and he said look i was a, a civil rights advocate a lawyer for many years but i saw civil rights being trampled in the form of politicians coming after the president and people members of his cabinet so it was only inevitable that i had to go with what was right and go with what was in my heart and uh, he uh... kennedy has referred to him as leo 2.0 That's he's, right. he's had uh... <laughs> kind of seen the light so to speak but a very intelligent individual. I love listening to him speak. And then when you put him and Larry Elder in the same studio, it was, it was just overwhelming. But I just thought it, it, it's interesting and, and ironic that uh, those two were kind of the highlight of last night's show, and yet you have people pushing Fox News and what they represent as uh, the, the, the kind of pinnacle of white supremacy. Totally, total hypocrisy. Um, so that, that was the other thing that I, uh, I just thought that was interesting. I also want to mention that... Uh, Um, The Biden administration is considering vaccine passports uh, and and so much that they're talking about restricting interstate travel. Again, think about that one. How pretty how hypocritical is that one? When you consider that the Biden administration encourages encourages and assists mass illegal immigration, then transports known covid infected illegals all across the country to places and in different communities, in my opinion, for the virus to spread, not where the virus spreads, for the virus to spread. That's my personal opinion. I stand by that. It makes no other sense to let people who have known COVID into the country and knowingly move them into areas where they can spread the virus other than they really don't care if the virus spreads. I think it's purposeful, intentional, criminal, and it needs to be dealt with. And unfortunately, there aren't people willing to step up, stand up, and point it out. Even the rhinos... Uh, on the Republican side of uh, of the aisle aren't stepping up and taking a staunch stance against such behavior. Mark, you you want to jump in on something there? Uh,
1: no, I'm just thinking that maybe it's time for Conspiracy Theory Thursday on our friend yeah, well, uh,
0: Mark Kay. Yeah, whatever.
1: We need, we need to take our first
0: break for the hour.
1: This is Mark Avery with Jeff Pedro for Shooting From the Hip on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Welcome back to the show. This is Mark Avery with Jeff Pedro for Shooting From the Hip. We're glad that you've joined us on this beautiful Saturday afternoon. Let's jump out to the phones and talk to Carl, who's uh, calling in. Carl, welcome to the show.
2: Uh, good afternoon, fellas. Um, you're talking about the border, which is one of my uh, favorite irritating subjects.
1: <laughs> yep.
2: I think they are putting people in demographically red states in order to change the demographic for the elections. And uh, I'm really upset about all the uh, COVID restrictions. I mean, I'm 80 years old. I'm vaccinated. But the rules they're asking are ridiculous. And um, I watch only Fox News or I watch Channel 7 for the local news. Candace Owens is a fox, and I like all of the personalities there.
0: Well, well, Carl, here's the thing that following up to what you have to say, and people tuning into this show wonder sometimes why we talk about issues other than firearms. It's directly related to one comment you made when there's ridiculous um, impediments to liberty being imposed on the population, and it doesn't only come in the area of uh, anti-gun initiatives but it's a lead-up to the anti-gun initiatives that are ultimately coming down the pike. And we know that. They know that. You know that. There's no secret about it. And just over the last several weeks with the president going on uh, in front of the microphone and saying, um, I don't really care that the Supreme Court told me that neither I nor the CDC can, ex- uh, uh, can uh, um, uh, stop the, the moratorium um, or, or continue the moratorium on, on rent payments Uh, from continuing we're going to do it our way because our legal people think we can and that's just the attitude they have relative to all the issues they face and they really don't care about stepping on individual rights.
1: I've said it several times that they don't read the Constitution for what it says they read it for what they can make it say and if they can find a way to twist the words of the Constitution and allow them to get get away with doing something that is expressly forbidden but they can twist the words in a way to let them do what they want to do then they're willing to do that instead of honoring the oath that they took when they signed into that office to support and defend the constitution from those kinds of actions i think that's a real problem i think it's something that uh it's something that we as a country as a citizenry need to stand up and say enough of that no more
0: carl thank you for your comment i just want to make one more uh uh, follow-up to that is that when you look at the border situation, you have criminals transporting drugs, transporting guns coming into uh, this country and then scattering throughout the country and committing uh, criminal acts. We just had a uh, um, uh, several reported incidents where um illegals have been involved in uh violent criminal acts in in big cities around the country that was reported over the last two weeks in addition you've got the covid situation one of the government's primary responsibilities is to ensure the safety and security of its people and the current administration has totally neglected that now i am glad that uh, they got uh mayortis and uh yesterday on a closed mic or he didn't realize he was being um Tape when he said, "Look, the situation's out of control. We got to change the way we're doing things because it can't be continued at the current, the current way. We have no way of controlling it, and uh, that's been from the beginning. So we'll see where it goes."
1: You're listening to Shooting from the Hip on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO Dayton's News and Talk.
0: Welcome back to the show. We're so glad that you're listening here today. If you'd like to get in on today's show, please call us here at the studio at nine three seven. Four five 1290. We'd be more than glad to discuss with you anything individual rights today. I've expanded the agenda to talk about <laughs> anything, anything and everything that you're interested in relative to how individual rights are being attacked at uh, uh, the the federal level. Um, and it's very important. Or and the very state relevant. level. Yeah, very important, very relevant to the discussions here. And we're going to go right out to the phones right now and talk to Jim from Springfield. Jim, are you there?
2: Yes, sir, I'm here. What's Welcome, your to
0: Welcome to the show. And What's Thank your comment?
2: You Put down my fries here and give you a call it to here. You share? Yeah, wish. Um, I know this nomination looks like it's in trouble. This ATF nomination with Chipman, um, but even if it goes down, uh, is it not something boy, Biden can still appoint him for a year to fill that job, even if he's not voted in by the Senate?
1: Well, I think he would have to do that as a recess appointment. So um, that and, you know, he's he's going to maybe serve as acting, but he can't he he can't actually full fulfill the position um, without being confirmed by the Senate unless it's a recess appointment. So one of the things that the that the Senate has often done to keep that from happening is to stay in session and basically uh, gavel in the session every few days to keep the session active but i don't think that that's going to happen with the democrats in, ch- in yeah. charge of the senate even though it's a senate is a 50-50 split
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's that's kind of random but i think that the the real answer is what you've said is that his his nomination is in serious trouble because of the information that is coming out you're not seeing it in much of the mainstream media but our friend uh, Stephen yeah. Gutowski from the reload has done some reload. amazing original source reporting talking to people getting confirmation by talking to agents who knew Chipman when he was uh, in the ATF and then also of course reporting some of his activities since then with uh, gun control organizations as a paid employee of these gun control organizations uh, the, the the rank and file at the ATF that. yeah the rank and file at the ATF don't have much use for Chipman at all
2: I happened to catch uh, Tom Gresham the other day uh, on one of his podcasts. and he was talking about the uh, Texas deal where they passed the law down there where if the silencers is manufactured in Texas, that it can't be come under federal. And he said, "Look, that's only going to get a lot of people arrested. No <laughs> state can overrule." And he said the same thing as these people in these states that are passing these sanctuary. None of that. that was his opinion. Okay. Yeah. None of these are going to be because the federal law is going to overrule them. So don't you? They're going to get people arrested if they, you know, if they try to sell them silencers and they're not legal.
1: Well, it depends a little bit on how much the sheriffs are on board with that. Um, yeah. I mean, the sheriff, and I've actually spoken with my sheriff about this, and he's kind of like says, you know, I'm not going to be able to go against the full force of the federal government if they decide to come in here and do something. On the other hand, the sheriff is the highest authority law enforcement official in the county and so if for some reason they're saying we are not going to give you jurisdiction over these issues in our county uh, i'm not exactly sure how that conflict would end up well that that's a perfect
0: that's a perfect um segue to what i had talked about earlier and just bring up again when biden administration is considering vaccine uh, passports restricting interstate travel My question would be, who's gonna enforce that? If we choose to go on a vacation, we don't have the passport, I can't imagine the state police stopping people at the state lines or the sheriff's officers. officers. Depends on the state. Well, yeah, you're yeah, right. yeah, you're you're right. That could depend on the state and depending on where they go. And we just avoid those states. We know what those those the states likely are going to be. And but it's a big de- t-
1: detour to get to St. Louis if you're not going to go through the tail of Illinois. It's yeah. not that bad. No, oh. it's not bad. It's pretty pretty appreciate scenic it. too. Tell if you him. go down through Arkansas, <laughs> yeah, it's it's
0: a pretty nice route. But anyway, thanks for your call, Jim. We appreciate you calling the show and offering your comments. I want to just talk a little bit more about something local. Um, Hospitals are threatening to uh, fire nurses and staff who do not get the vaccine. Um, I find that terribly ironic because these heroes endured almost two years now of the COVID exposure while working very long hours, multiple overtime shifts in the hospitals. Many undoubtedly contracted COVID. Some of them sustained varying degrees of uh, symptoms. Some probably ended up in ICU, and even a few of them probably even unfortunately died. But then, All of them at some point went back to work and continue to do their job. The the, the proposal that they're going to mandate vaccines or fire them is, in my opinion, again, pitifully preposterous. It's absolutely ridiculous. Instead of giving, um, in my opinion, what they should be doing, instead of giving monetary incentives to encourage people uh, to get the vax, how about we give those hospital employees who choose to exercise their right and not – uh, get vaxxed against their, uh, against their uh, will, give them some of that uh, uh, hundreds of billions of dollars in excess COVID funds uh, when they're on unemployment, if they do in fact get fired, because they won't be on unemployment very long, because number one, they're very uh, marketable. And number two, they're in need. They're in deep need. And if uh, nurses and uh, other hospital staff across the area and across the country do this, it's only going to be a matter of time that people are going to have to say, look, enough is enough. We need these people. They're vital. Um, look what they endured all, all through all the, the hardship, through all these times, this is crazy what we're doing, and we need to put a stop to it.
1: So you think that would be a better use for those funds than the emperor creating another lottery? Yes, oh. absolutely. Huh.
0: Giving somebody a million dollars just to go get vaccinated. absolutely that was absolutely pitifully preposterous, if I can use my new term or my new phrase again uh, here. But I want to I mention, relative to that, today between 4 and 6 p.m. across the street from uh, Miami Valley South, there's a rally in support of uh, staff, medical staff personnel um, hospital staff personnel around the Miami Valley. If you're around there, please drop by and express your support in some way, shape or form. I think it's a great thing. Um, I suspect hospitals at some point are going to have to rethink uh, their decisions here because uh, I'm aware of a situation where a hospital network had an extreme shortage of staff nursing in particular recently, and they were unable to get, a uh, adequate fill of uh, overtime nurses to come in because they're already overworked. So, at some point, as ridiculous as it sounds, people's lives hang in the balance of bad decisions, as we learned in New York. And uh, um, the fallout for, from uh, some of that is going to be, uh, uh, be seen uh, full force. I want to add one last detail about this. Notice they, the hospital workers. Um, apparently can be forced or at least they can uh, try to under the p- uh, penalty of being fired well and, I,
1: and again that's a private organization correct so
0: now one thing i found out the u.s postal service for example cannot discipline or fire um, any of its employees for refusal to get vaccinated due to a contractual agreement that they have in pla- place prohibiting any change of working conditions including forcing them to get a vaccine, unless that um, particular aspect is negotiated, I verified part that. part of their union contract. Part of a union contract, I verified that, and unfortunately, um, the, the hospital staff didn't have that in their contract. But uh, and again, they're starting to impose this. I know members of the military are having it imposed on them. I think they have until October fifteenth to get vaccinated or to show proof that they're they've got the antibodies or whatever the case might be. And then there are other members of the government. Um, workforce, and I think that also imp- includes government contractors. Mark, am I correct? Uh, it,
1: it depends. I think it it depends on where the contractors work. So yeah. if they work in the government facility, then they would end up falling under that. I think that uh, if they don't work in the government facility, that it may not apply to them. But hey, I'm retired, so I don't check into that yeah. stuff like well, I used and, to. And
0: again, I'm not anti-vaccine, but I am anti-imposing. Uh, the will on people and making them do things against their will.
1: That's a really good point because I've been vaccinated from, with all sorts of things. And I went to a trip overseas and I got several vaccines in the, in the uh, preparation for the travel overseas. But the biggest problem that we have now is not one of these vaccines has been approved for general use. All of them are available under an emergency use authorization only. And there are several conditions that have to go along with that emergency youth authorization, and not the least of which is that there cannot be any treatments for the condition that you're being vaccinated against. And what we have seen is that there are treatments that work and work very effectively. The problem is most of those have been shut down because of politics rather than because of science. Treatments like uh, using hydroxychloroquine, using zinc, using vitamin D, uh, using uh, ZPAC, a uh, azithromycin, uh, And using Regeneron, which is a a different type of biologic that apparently has shown to work far more effectively than the remdesivir that most of the hospitals are using now. My brother is currently in the hospital in Georgia, has been in the hospital for three weeks, was treated with remdesivir, and he can just now, he is out of ICU and in a regular room, he was in a COVID ICU first, but he's got such a bad case of pneumonia that he can barely get enough breathing to get up and go to the bathroom, rest for a minute, and then get back and go back into his bed. And that's all the lung capacity he has right now, and he's not even 60 years old.
0: Related to what we talk about on this show, let me just give three examples. The crime data that we've been given over the last 18 months relative to why crime is spiking in the inner cities has been misleading, um, inaccurate, purposely evasive. And uh, totally irresponsible on the part of government. Initially, I remembered I told Mark about this. They had a couple of academicians discussing why crime is is uh, starting to ramp up in the middle of last year. Well, we know why it was starting to ramp up. They let a bunch of criminals uh, out of jail, and they did away with bond, and they weren't putting people in jail, and then they were releasing violent criminals with uh, nothing more but monitor- with than monitoring devices. That was the that that was just obviously the main reason. Well, then you add. The January 6th in th- in, um, incident has been filled with misinformation, disinformation, and inaccurate information being disseminated to perpetuate uh, a political agenda. So again, the information we're getting from our leaders, just like the information, as Mark was mentioning, mentioning from COVID, isn't accurate. The cures, the, the, um, uh, the, the interim treatments that, can, that people can get. All the information is being misleading. That's leading a lot of people to make the decision not to get the vaccine and other people to say, hey, why, not, why can't I go with some of these other treatments instead of getting the vaccine if and when I even get it? They're not even telling us relative data to the number of people who have already possibly, likely, not possibly, developed an immunity to the virus or how these viruses actually work. The information we're getting is to promote an agenda. The agenda is control. The way they can manipulate control is to get us to basically eat anything they say. That's their goal, just force feed us, make people just a bunch of sheep that are gonna comply, put them out the pasture, herd them from one end to the other, make them do whatever they want, and it's damaging, it's harmful, it's it's unconstitutional, it's illegal, it's criminal, it's all of those. And that's when we talk about things on this show, the ultimate lead up is gun control. We know that's where they're headed. They've already made it clear, no doubt in my mind, that's where they're going to move. Well, there's next.
1: no doubt in their mind. They've made it and they, they have, they're not even trying to hide it anymore. So, for the longest time, the whole gun control thing kind of flew under the radar, even when the Obama administration took office and there was a significant majorities in both the House and the Senate. They didn't even attempt to get anything through because they knew it wasn't going to pass. Now they're completely taking the wraps off their program and going with all the radical uh, gun control dreams that have been have been proposed. All of which will have no effect on crime, None at all, no effect on violence. They're only there to to institute more controls and to make it more difficult for law-abiding citizens to exercise their right to keep and bear arms. I know it seems like the federal government, which was created by the Constitution, hasn't actually read past the end of the First Amendment. But, um, in, in fact, maybe most of them haven't. I think... There's, there's a significant evidence to suggest that's the case. Well, we
0: have an open invitation to any citizen, any government worker, anybody who has information to come on this show, to call into the show, and prove us wrong. And when I say prove us wrong, give us the data. You promote your argument. Tell us where we can go to either substantiate or unfound the information. And let's have a lively debate. The problem is nobody comes on to do that And the reason is they can't support their stance. They just like to rely on emotion. They like to say it. Let most of the propagandist news networks, other than this network, go ahead and promote their agenda, and then nobody challenges or questions it. And if they ask a question, it's a soft question that has an easy answer, and then they move away from the mic and there's no follow-up. So. Anytime you want to call in, we're willing.
1: We need to take our last break for the hour. This is Mark Avery with Jeff Pedro for Shooting From the Hip on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk.
0: Welcome back to the show. And we only have a few minutes left. And I want to just be sure to mention this issue. Um, Earlier, one of our callers, Jim, talked about how he listens to Fox and uh, WHIO and uh, Channel 7 for his information and his news. I do, too. I uh, frequently turn over to the uh, other propaganda channels just to hear what they're saying so I can turn back and kind of put things in perspective. But I just wanted to do a, a shout out, a thank you to the people behind the scenes here at WHIO, the people at Channel 7 for doing a great job reporting the news rather than perpetuating propaganda. It just gets sickening that that goes on. And I'm so glad to be affiliated with a station like this. And Mark, I know you feel the same way. We've talked about this before.
1: Yeah. I, and I do, I do think that there is a little bit too much have bought into the whole, um, COVID-19 vaccination propaganda message. Uh, I think that the governor is shipping out a lot of information that is, that is not based in science. It's based in politics and I think the whole emphasis on supporting the effort to get everyone vaccinated, whether they want to be or not, whether they need to be or not, I think that's a problem. And, and you know, so that's that's one exception I would take. But I in whole, I agree with you that there is that this place does their very best to report hard news and report it accurately. And it is it is an honor to be affiliated with this station
0: well and as I mentioned we only have a few 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 uh, shows left before we have to go on a rather extended break with the exception of one week during football season so we'll be we'll be on the air maybe one week out of ten weeks from September through November and we'll we'll try to keep people updated in a variety of different ways but uh, I just wanted to get that out there The other thing I wanted to to say was that uh, with uh, when I mentioned earlier, uh, supporting uh, medical workers today from four to six, there's a rally down uh, across the street from Miami Valley South. If you can go by, give them a thumbs up, give them a honk of the horn, let them know you support them. Because my goodness, you look at the hospital workers, the, the, the supply chain workers, the law enforcement personnel, medical, emergency medical, um, basically everybody had to go to work every day. Um, and that was the majority of people. Um, they, they put their lives on the line. They, put their, uh, they had to do it for their families. They did it um, even uh, with, with the chances that they were going to bring something home to their families. As a matter of fact, many did, undoubtedly. Um, and some of them paid the ultimate sacrifice. But for the people to threaten firing for any reason just absolutely seems to me to be pre- preposterous and uh, against what we, what we represent in this great country. And it, it just saddens me that we're at this point. But um, what can we do? Well, number one, uh, support these people. Number two, we talk about contributing to people who support your cause, no matter who that would be. We talk about the Second Amendment Foundation, the Buckeye Firearms Association, the NRA, the United States Concealed Carry Association, um, but also other advo- advo- advocacy groups that represent what you think is important. That's the one way that you can help contribute. and Or you can say, I'm not going to contribute unless and uh, let your voices be heard. Let these people know that you're sick and tired of business as usual and you want things to change, and we got to get it changed quickly.
1: And do your own homework. Don't believe everything everybody tells you. Gut your own primary source information and find out what the reality is because sometimes you can't trust everything you hear. That's really sad. Welcome. Thanks very much for being part of our show today. We're really glad to have had you with us. This is Mark Avery with Jeff Pedro for Shooting From the Hip on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk.